and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. I believe that we can thrive in all areas of life at the same time. But where do we begin? Personally, financially, spiritually, relationally... And often because we don't know where to focus, we do nothing. At least that's the space I lived in for several years. I know what it feels like to constantly be spinning my wheels. And that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Daily Journal. After working through the Dream Life Action Planner, we need to do something every day so we actually take steps in the direction we desire. Throughout the years, I've developed success habits that have helped me to create a Dream 10 life in all areas by focusing on one area at a time. And I teach you exactly what to do each and every day in the Dream Life Daily Journal. You'll find a gratitude game every day to start the morning off right. A space for prayer, meditation, journaling. A space to write down your clear and intentional dream life goal with affirmations and visualizations connected to that goal. You'll then have a spot to write down your dream life action to-do list so you can be intentionally taking action towards your goal every single day. I know that by completing the Dream Life Daily Journal every day for at least 30 days, you can create momentum. And when you do that, my friends, you can live your dream life too. Check out the dreamlifetoolkit.com or Amazon to get your copy of the Dream Life Daily Journal today. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. You guys, we are in for a treat today. I'm so excited to connect with our next guest because she's going to teach us how to make money doing what we love. And I think that's kind of what got me started in my business is I thought if I'm going to have a hobby, I might as well make money. I love health and fitness. I love working out. I run a few marathons. Like that was kind of who I was. So working with a health and wellness company truly aligned with me. And of course, as you know, that grew. But so many of us are working our nine to five and we feel so drained that we really don't even have time to do what we love, let alone actually make a business out of it and actually make money. So in this conversation today, we are going to talk about how to get there. So our guest felt the same way. I can tell you she was stuck in a nonprofit job, which again, you guys is like a passion driven career. And as a clinical psychologist, I didn't get into clinical psychology because I wanted to make a million dollars. I got into clinical psychology because I loved people. And what I found is that I can love people and make a million dollars. How about that? (laughs) She dreamed of the day that she would control how much money she made when she could take a vacation and the hours she had to work, which meant she needed to create something of her own. And you know what? I think that you are ready to create something of your own too. You're, you didn't come here to settle. You want to get paid to do the work you absolutely love. So I am so excited to bring on Kimberly Luck as she teaches us how to have a six-figure first year. Yay! I'm so excited to be here. All right. So I am excited to chat with you because you started your business in 2018 
and you teach entrepreneurs how to not just launch a business, but how to thrive in business and truly earn money. Six figures a year is is a big deal because if you know how to do that, then you can certainly double it, right? And it continues to grow. So before we share a bit about what you're doing now, I'd love to hear about this nonprofit work. And when did you start feeling the restlessness of wanting more? Oh, yeah, great question. And I'll start by saying that I absolutely loved this job so much. And I know, of course, you, Denise, might have experience with this. It's like, you love it so much. And you also know that you need to part ways. And one of the things I loved so much about it was my my boss and the founder of the nonprofit. She grew the nonprofit to six figures within the first year. Like I had this like inspiration from the get-go of somebody who really did understand profit margins, did understand the value of her work, and found an income generating arm that supplemented the the amazing work that she and everybody else that was part of the nonprofit did. And so I had this like idol and role model set out for me in plain view of like, you know, you get to work with her. She ended up going to nursing school and wanted me to take over the nonprofit from there. And I was like, okay, I'm so down because I was so ready for that just experience and that journey. And so I, again, grew that nonprofit even more and I loved it so much. I loved everybody that I worked with. And I started to get feelings of, I would say, dis-ease of just like, oh, I don't know if this is it. And I felt really like a lot of inner conflict around that because I was looking around to all my friends and even family members, like some of them really, really disliked their jobs. And even if they were paid super well, and even if they did do the work that they trained for and they were meant to do something, you know, really sat not well with them. And I overall loved my job. I just knew that it wasn't it. It wasn't that thing. It's like when you're dating somebody and you're like, oh, like something just feels off, but you're not sure what it is. And all you know that that's not it. And so how long did you work there? I was there for, oh gosh, from 2014 to 2017. So one year kind of like under her wings and like learning from her and two years as executive director. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now I do think that this is so cool because you were able to kind of have an internship in business building Yeah. from somebody who was in the trenches. It wasn't just school. It wasn't just you saw from afar or read books. You were actually in the trenches with somebody learning how to grow a successful business, which means you got to learn and absorb all of those skills. And then you put them into practice under her umbrella, because I'm assuming, was she still a part of it? You didn't just... Yes. Yeah. 100%. 100%. We'd have like check-ins every week and she was very much involved in, in growing it. Like the entire time I was ED. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was still her vision and her company, but yet you were still, you were running it. So you had the support of her, yet you were able to make executive decisions and and work with people on a day-to-day basis. Yes. You loved it. I did. And anytime you have that, but you guys, that's something to listen to, isn't it? Oh my gosh, 100%. And I always say this, if it's not like a heck yes, it's a heck no. I wasn't putting that into practice at the time. And I just wanted so badly to, you know, make it work. But you know, when you try to talk yourself into things, but your body's like not convinced, and it's just you, you wake up in the middle of the night, or you, you know, start to daydream all the time about something different, or your body just doesn't feel very good. Like I remember getting sick way more often 
in that position than I probably had any other time in my life, which is really weird because I am. I'm overall very healthy, like very active. And your body is always telling you something when it starts to kind of lose a little steam, if you know what I'm saying. This time in our life, this pivotal moment where we have to decide to listen to ourselves and take steps, even if it's scary or shrink back. I love talking about this because I know so many people, including myself, who have shrunken back and not listened and and not taken that step. And so especially if you're in something quote unquote good, and maybe even all of your friends say, well, you're the lucky one, or you should be so grateful and all of those types of things that can keep us stuck rather than moving forward. So when did you decide, all right, I might have to let go of something good to say yes to something great? Mm. Oh, I love you're so good with words. I love that line. <laughs> that was May 2016. I, oh, it was probably one of the most difficult conversations I've ever had because my boss at the time, she was like, yeah, like, you know, what are you thinking for like the coming years? Cause she was, she was thinking like, you know, maybe you could do this for the next two, three, five years and so on. And in my gut, and I had to talk this over with my friends. I had to talk this over with my mom and my dad, like, what do I do? And no matter what the advice was, like my gut knew that I had to be truthful and I had to be honest with her. And it's like, I don't know why. I just know that I must leave in the coming year. And so that's when I actually said it out loud. I think when I decided it was probably two to three months before that. And I will say this, one of the turning points, and I didn't recognize it as such at the time, but one of the turning points is when I started having, I would wake up sometimes in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom, and I sometimes would get up really fast. And like, you know how the blood rushes out and you're like, oh, you know, kind of feel woozy. Well, what ended up happening two times was my legs, like I lost control of my legs and they started kind of seizing and I would have to drop to the floor to like regain control. I've never, like before those two incidents, never in my life had a seizure and have not had one since. Like it's not a thing. But I knew that after those moments, like, okay, well, you feel like you're conscious, right? Because I was fully conscious while I was like in this kind of seizure type thing. It was just, I was fully aware but I couldn't control my body. And the metaphor came to me later on of like, wow, you were fully aware of everything going on in your life and the actions you were taking were conscious, but you still didn't feel like you had control. After I told her and was honest and was like, I will not be doing this for the rest of my life, the seizure stopped. It was so weird. It's wow. so weird, but it's, Things like that, wacky things will happen, you know, when you're guided in a different direction. I, I was definitely being guided. I just didn't want to listen. I was yeah. so, I was so like, no, I was stubborn about it because just like you said, my friends were like, whoa, that's the dream job. And I, I felt like it was too. I'm like, if I, and I also thought like, if I'm not happy here, like, you know, I worked from home, I created my own schedule. Like I worked with amazing people. Like I was like, if I'm not happy here, where, like what? else will make me happy. I just didn't know like, then what, you know? And uh, I was so resistant to becoming an entrepreneur. And I think a lot of your listeners definitely are too. And they're like, gosh, like, what if it doesn't work out? And it's, you know what, like, if you're, (laughs) 
in this type of situation where you feel so like suffocated or stuck, it's like you owe it to yourself to try something, anything and just test it out and see. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like writing, writing tons of notes. (laughs) So the first thing I hear you asking is what is my body telling me? And again, you guys, when we start to actually pay attention to our physical symptoms, if we're sleeping at night, are we clenching our teeth? Are we getting headaches, backaches, shoulder aches? Are we like having seizure-like symptoms at night where we're like paralyzed? You know, that's a big one. But you can really just take a step back and say, what is my body telling me? And you can even journal that out. Ask on the top of your journal and just start writing because my guess is your body is trying to tell you something. And then the second thing I heard you say is I must go. I must go. And it's kind of like you don't even quite know what you're going to quite yet, but you know that if you stay, your soul will die. (laughs) And I know for me, when I started writing my book and doing my journals and creating the podcast and really working to create content that was broader than just my team, it was like, if I don't do this, my soul will die. And to be honest, it would be way easier if I had the goal of going number one in my company. You know, Mm. that's not a new skill. That's something I could absolutely do. And I could do it by doing what I've been doing for the past 13 years. But there was this this space where I was like, I must. And I don't know what that looks like. And it's scary. And I don't know, but I have to at least explore. And Mm. so did you know what your business was going to be before you like said that? Or did that come later? I had an inkling that it was coaching because... I think I heard from one of my mentors, she asked the question, she's like, well, what do you love about your job now? And that's a really good um, prompt. If you're just like exploring this space and you're not quite sure, but there's some parts of your job that you're like, I would do this all day. And for me, that was mentoring pre-professional dancers that would, um, I was living in Panama at the time, they would come down for international dance exchanges and They came with a lot of self-doubt and just questioning about what's next. Uh, A lot of them were in college and they just didn't know where they were going to go and where they were going to end up. And my favorite part of the job was guiding them through that conversation. I noticed that like I was being a coach just like, you know, by default, it was my nature. It's like an instinct of mine to coach people and in a way that's like loving and caring and also gets them results. And I was like, well, I'm already doing this with the people that are around me, whether it's my friends, my family, the women that I get to work with. And I was like, it has to be something in coaching. I didn't know what my niche was. I didn't know who I wanted to serve. All I knew is that I loved working with women between the ages of like 20 to like 35. That was like my sweet spot. And I've like honed that in a little bit since then. And also transition from life coaching to business coaching because it's like my superpower. And I know that. But at the time, all I knew and all I had to go off of was I love doing this, having this conversation with other people that are seeking guidance. Yeah. So the question of what do you love about what you're doing now? What do you do where your time goes by so fast? What would you do for free all day if you could? You know, what are the things that really bring you joy that fill you up? And then the question is, once you know what your passion is, and sometimes that is part one. And even in my full day workshop, the first section is spark. Because so often we're doing things we don't want to do for so long, we don't even know who we are anymore. (laughs) 
<laughs> and people will be like, I don't even know what I want for dinner. How am I going to know what I want in five years? So we really have to reconnect with ourselves and ask ourselves these questions. And so once you identified your passion, how the heck do you make a business out of it? Yeah. Oh my God. My favorite part. <laughs> So whatever you think of doing and the thing that you would do all day for free, I want you to look in your space in that industry and see, is there somebody that's doing something similar? And like, what are they doing and who are they working with and how are they framing their services? I don't think that setting your pricing like should go off of everybody else. I think that you're one in a million, you're a unicorn. So like whatever pricing you do select, it should feel good to you. I do recommend like starting with some sort of premium offer. Of course, you can have different tiers of offers for like people to enter your, your world in different ways. But I think one of the keys of a six-figure business doing what you love is definitely having some sort of VIP premium experience for people that are really ready to go deeper with you. Whatever that means for you, like have it feel good. It should feel really good to you to think of doing that for somebody else and getting you know rewarded handsomely for that. Because yes, when you give so much, you should receive in tandem with that. And you know what I've learned throughout the last few years as well is that when people pay, they show, they show up. Mm -hmm. They don't just show up with their phone in their hand, you know, scrolling through Facebook. They show up ready to engage. And if you don't charge, I mean, with our industry, so much of what I've done is not charged. You know, I'm training and coaching people quote unquote, for free because I'm getting paid through the business. But what I know is that those people don't call me back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those people aren't as invested in what's going on because they haven't actually put money into it. So this energy transaction of of service and and actually having paying clients impacts the work that you do because they're going to show up stronger. So what was the premium offer you decided on? I decided on one-on-one coaching, VIP status, 2000 a month. And I had tears under that, of course, but that's, it literally felt so good. And of course, I will say this, when I started out, I did make the mistake also of not charging like nothing, but charging very little. And I quickly learned that like, nope, like, <laughs> like that's not what I'm going for here. I'm like, and I do want people to, to think about if they're thinking of hiring a coach or thinking of investing in themselves in a really profound way, ask yourself, is it expensive or expansive? Like I, oh gosh, I feel like that's one of my go-tos. It's like, well, if it feels really good in your body, it feels like you're expanding. It's like, you got to do it. I mean, find a way, find a way. So that's like 2000 a month VIP premium. Like you get everything I've got. And I work with clients for a year. So it's like really committing to those results. And of course, like there's tiers underneath that. There's like group coaching and like a one-on-one package. that's not VIP, but I do think like setting the bar high from the get-go, because if we're being honest, Denise, you and probably everybody listening has probably been doing this type of work for a long time, whether they've been doing it for friends or coworkers, like you're a clinical psychologist, you've been like coaching people forever. (laughs) So I do think that you do like have the experience, have everything you need to charge that rate and have people be like, yeah, that makes sense. 
because you have done your due diligence. You have done the work. Of course, if you're entering something that's completely like out of your experience, I would say, yeah, like let's sit with that and get trained and, and then charge your premium rate. But honestly, if you're not a heart surgeon, I think like you should just do it anyways. Like I just like get trained if you're like going to do actual, you know, life or death work. But if it's not life or death, like it's not a big deal. Like do yourself and everyone else's service by charging a premium rate. Well, and I actually really appreciate that you start with the premium package because I I think a lot of times we don't start there and we just start doing one-on-one just a little bit here and it it kind of grows over the years. But when you have your end in mind, everything can flow backwards to that. And instead of stumbling into a premium package or feeling so overwhelmed that you need to create a group coaching program because you've got so many people calling on you, you actually start with the goal in mind, the premium package in mind, and you work the other products within that. Yes, absolutely. And that's also a great way for people to see like, oh my God, this, she's usually worth X a month. Like I can work with her in a group coaching program for this amount. Um, And they're usually like, if you start like that high, people are thrilled to work with you at anything below that and usually add it too. Like, I don't have people come into me being like, oh, do you think you could, you know, maybe just do one month of coaching for me? No. And like, oh, do you think you could like negotiate the price? No one asked me that because I think they know deep down, like, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I know there's more where that came from. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need X client. Like I, if you need me, I'm here for you. But right? Like, it's like, you're not chasing clients. You're, you're inviting them to work with you in a way that it's like expansive for them and meaningful for you to, it's like when you really sit with that and you embody that rate, like I am worth that much, but you don't have a lot of time, especially if you have a nine to five, think about it this way. If you've only got one hour every night of the week. Uh, so like five hours a week to dedicate to coaching people one-on-one, girl, you better be charging a premium. It's like supply and demand here, seriously. Well, and I think that those who are will jive with you will say yes easily. Mm-hmm. And those who don't are won't. And it doesn't matter because like you said, you are not, you're not chasing them. You're creating yeah. the space for them to come to you. So yes. how like quickly, or tell me a little bit about how you actually launch and start finding clients. Maybe did, did you, were they people you knew before, or did you need to find a whole new audience? How did that work? My first few clients came from meetups that I did actually. Yes. Like meetup.com. Yeah. Meetup.com. You just go. You yes. Guys, that's something we all can use. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy. And I think, you know, as a, as an administrator of a group, you like pay something like 50 bucks a year. You guys, it's so worth it. Just do it, please. Like I, I'm like, some, sometimes I hear people being like, Oh, you know, like the monthly payments for zoom and which is like $15. I'm like, honey, you're, you're going to be making 1500. If you just like, like get the zoom account, like go for pro, please just like invest in that because the money's coming back. So meetup, meetup.com. I have one in the city in New York city every month called boss bitch meetup. And it's free. People just come and it's like a really amazing way to create that community. You're seen as the expert because you're guiding the conversation. And if you're just starting out, you can offer a free session at the end. And I think a really amazing podcast episode on your podcast, Denise, was the one that was on the sales 
staircase. And I think it was a few episodes down. I loved it. And it's a great way for you guys to get the training on how to, you know, guide and like go on those sales calls in a way that feels good. So please, please, please go and listen to that. And so after you offer that free session at the meetup, usually like 20% of people will take you up on it is what I've seen. And from there, you can, if they seem like an ideal client, you really want to work with them. You can offer them a package that feels good to you. So you're saying you have a free way to meet people. They view you as the expert because you're the one speaking and sharing and asking questions and guiding conversation. And then you're offering them to do a free kind of consultation or a free get to know you type session. So you can then number one, add value to them, show them that you can actually impact them, right? That you can help them. So showing up on a Zoom or a call, asking them questions and helping them work through. Most of the time, I guess, is getting clear on what it is they want because they're kind of in that stuck mode. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I I love sales calls, you guys. I love these sessions so much because on these sessions, people, I've had people cry. I've had people just like have total breakthroughs. Like the session itself is groundbreaking. I do not coach people on those sessions. I will say that you're merely asking questions about their situation. That's all that's happening. It's like an uncovering. You're digging for gold a little bit. So the three steps that I do on mine is like clarifying their desires and where they want to go and how important it is to them, right? And then uncovering any obstacles that are getting in the way. And then the turnarounds, like how it would feel to be able to flow freely towards their goals and their dreams and their desires without like the hang up of, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money, etc. right? You're just kind of guiding them along this like, what do you want? What's stopping you? How would it feel for that not to be stopping you anymore? That's essentially the general essence of what I do. And I think everyone can like do whatever feels good to them, but really ask more questions than anything. I think that's another big point that you've covered, you know, marvelously. It's ask more questions. Yeah. You're not like, it's not a typical conversation. You're really diving deep into this one person and they want to see that they can trust you and they want to see that you care. How do you do that? You ask more questions. <laughs> well, and again, they already see you as the expert. So you don't need to go on rants and cast vision quite yet. You don't need to solidify yourself as the expert in this call and show them how cool you are by all the big words you know. (laughs) Your job here is to really just ask questions. And then you can say, well, these are things that I offer that would benefit you. And for our situation, it could be a product, it could be the business, it could be something else, right? And so you say, all right, well, knowing what I know about you, this would be an amazing fit. And I am going to circle back and just highlight something you said that I think we all can start saying today that will help our businesses. I love sales calls. (laughs) This is our new affirmation. I love sales calls. (laughs) They are. They're so fun. And when you go into it feeling good, it feels good on the receiving end too. Like, uh, that was the major flip, I think, for me too, when I was starting out. It's like, why don't I let just let this feel good? Let it be easy. Let it be joyful. So you start kind of growing your network. You start getting some clients. Um, tell me about a client that maybe you were like, like saw so much growth in or their business started oh. to grow or you saw some transformation. Oh my gosh. I, yes. <laughs> 
one instantly comes to mind. She has her own product-based enamel pin business. You guys should go follow her too because she's amazing. She's the Gray Muse on Instagram. And she started probably in March 2019. So about this time last year, it's almost her one year. And within the first nine months, she grew her business to her first six figures. Insane. I've actually never seen that happen for product base, but she does this thing on Instagram. And again, like go check her out. She's awesome where she like is herself. Like she is the product, like the product speaks for itself, but it's also like, she's that voice. And I think when you inject a lot of voice and personality and you know, read people's minds through your words, like everything just comes to form. It's like, right? Like you talk, I think that's something that a lot of us like, forget to do, like, you don't have to sound super professional or super curated, like they just want to hear you and how you would sound over a cup of coffee. And I think that's something that she's mastered. And so I would say one of the biggest, like, whoa, like her goal was 25,000 in November and December, and she hit 31,000. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, like we have these group calls and everyone on the calls were just like, whoa, man, that's amazing. Like, it's just when you can celebrate somebody else getting there, you it's because you see it for yourself too. And I think that's why it's so special to be in these spaces, right? Where women are supporting women and making money that that feels amazing to make and and they're doing what they love and they love every day because they're finally in this position where, oh my God, I have full control over my vision and my dream and I can design my dream life. Yeah. Amen. I love that. And when you're surrounded with other people who are in that space too, like I can imagine you get off those calls and your clients get off those calls, just overflowing. Yes, (laughs) exactly. It's yeah. It's, it's like a nice cup of tea meets like Beyonce dance party. Like (laughs) it just feels good. I like follow what feels good. Ultimately, that's my main message to everyone. So now I want to hear about a road bump that you may have experienced on your entrepreneurial journey, because like it or not, you guys, entrepreneurship is like a personal development program with a compensation plan attached, (laughs) right? And you'll never out earn your mindset. And we know that it's not always roses. So what have you got one upset? (laughs) Oh, girl, I remember this is the first time I cried over my business. I think it was September 2018. I had this like cute and clever online program in mind that I wanted to launch to my very small list of like, maybe just under 100 or so is what I started out as. And I, I feel like, oh, yeah, that's great. If you're just starting out any list size is amazing, you guys like, especially if they like want to hear from you. That's the most important thing. So I launched it and I didn't understand that emails convert about 1%. I didn't get that. And so I did get one buyer, which is amazing. One out of a hundred. So like, yeah, pretty like on, on the dot with the industry standard. (laughs) But I was also like, oh my God, I failed. Like, this online program didn't totally sell. It kind of flopped. And I remember sitting in my bathtub and I was crying because I, I just remember thinking like, I don't know if this like online thing is all it's cracked out to be. And again, I had no clue that this was like more of a thing for people that have list sizes of a couple thousand, maybe like, you know, like you got like a year under your belt. Usually you've had some clients and you've done some work. 
I just didn't realize that at the time. I'm, I'm kind of more like an all in type of girl, like I'm all in, I'm here. And so I, I did, I did this free webinar, made the offer. Um, and yeah, I just sat in my bathtub and was like, eh. <laughs> but I think I realized, we all can appreciate that oh, feeling. Yes. Where we're like Epsom salts and yeah. Well, and then it, it's interesting because it's so easy to second guess or be like, is this for me? Am I supposed to do this? Am I good at this? Is this, so how did you turn yourself around? This is the funny part. I woke up the next day to so many messages and emails from everybody who was on that webinar. And they're like, Kim, you did such a good job. I was so happy to be there. Oh my God, the energy was off the hook. And I realized then that I was like, okay, take it easy, slow down. There's no rush. Like the main thing is that I provided a joyful experience for them. And that was honestly, my number one intention was to help everyone feel really good. Because if people feel really good with you, they're going to come back. And eventually maybe they will be clients. And sometimes maybe they won't. Either way, they'll have a good feeling attached to your face and your name. And that's like amazing. Yeah. Well, and it's good perspective to to know you did what you could do and yes. you're not attached to the outcome. Now, can we always learn and grow and pivot and whatever? Sure, absolutely. But when your um, heart is focused on adding value and and trusting that the rest will come. And then you're also getting instant validation. I know there's been times where I've cried and I've thought, is this for me? I don't know. But within 24 hours, someone will message me and say, this was amazing. Thank you so much. You know what I mean? And so I think just listening to those affirmations that we get is important too. Absolutely. And I actually have like a big list of like compliments that I've received over the years. Um, <laughs> Cause I think we forget, we forget how amazing we are. And so if I'm having a weird day and feeling off, I'll refer back to that and like, just kind of scroll through and see whatever I land on and read it. Because there's been so many emails and so many like messages, whether they're on Instagram or Facebook or text, like that I'm like, Whoa, like it's just when somebody thanks you for what you're doing and like shares how it's impacted them, save it please. Because you'll, you'll look back on that on a day that you're questioning everything and remember that no people need you. People need what you have to offer. Absolutely. So what are you most excited about right now? I just launched my mastermind and I, I um, got my first two masterminders last week. And I'm literally still like crying a little about it. I'm so excited. Oh, that's what I'm excited about for sure. And that was my number one um, goal for 2020, actually. And I thought it was going to launch in March, but I got a weird gut feeling two weeks ago that, nope, (laughs) it's coming to life now. So I sent a few emails, didn't have anything really sorted out, like no like page of what it is or what I just sent it to like four people. And um, you don't have to have everything figured out. I think that's, if you're starting a new program or you have a new offering or service, like you just send it to some people, you know, that already know you, they like you, they trust you. You really never know what can happen. So <sighs> what makes the mastermind different than the VIP experience? Oh, yes. Great question. So it's New York based for people living here in the city. And so there's going to be day spa events. There's going to be like dinners and master all sorts of mastermind stuff around the city photo shoots like it's more of an experiential like let's get together in person 
plus have calls online and of course like you know sessions with me but definitely more of a community attached to it which is something that I think I was seeking a lot especially when I moved here which was just six months ago so oh wow mm-hmm. yeah you make it make it sound like you're a pro of New York <laughs> that's so funny yeah that's what people thought when I did my first meetup here they're like wait you you just moved here like two months ago what I'm like yeah I'm ready to you know have my, my boss bitch circle here you know it's like oh and that's why I think no matter where you are like you're always going to be learning you know you might be new to the field or new to a city but that's why meetup.com is super cool because usually people that are on there are looking for a community just like you and like if you can just like bring people together yeah you're yeah the universe will reward you for that for sure we've done meetups for business coaching and just like like like-minded you know conversations we've done meetups for weight loss and having like a three-month 90-day goal but there is so much power in being in person and I love that idea of not just doing zooms which is amazing tool like let's just love on our Zooms. But there is so much power in actually being able to hug and sit down for coffee and take take those pictures for social media and really like brainstorm on a whiteboard and things like that that are just a bit trickier or on, mm. online. Yes. And it's like body language is just everything to me as a as a as a dancer and as a mover. I I just think there's something so potent about that in-person experience that you just know things about a person just by watching them and seeing them. And I think if you have speaking experience or you have experience leading groups, you'd be doing a disservice not to do your own meetups just because like, I think people like when, you know, they get to be a part of something really special. And if you're leading and guiding that, like, oh, They'll love you. They really will. And the connections that they make, not only with you, but everyone in the room. Oh, you're like their hero. And I think in business, sometimes we do hear like, be someone's hero, like connect them with that person. That's a massive tool for growth, not just for you, but everyone around you. It's like lift everyone up else with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good for you for moving to a new city and like jumping all in. Yeah. Thanks, Denise. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't need to wait to find friends. I'm going to make my own friends. Bye. Make my own. <laughs> Attract my tribe. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So for anybody out there who is there, maybe they're in that restless spot that you mentioned where they're like, all right, well, where I am doesn't totally suck, but I, I know that I'm ready for something different. And when I say more, it doesn't even mean better. It just means shifted, different, expansive, like learning something, you know, you're just like ready for a pivot. What would you tell them? Follow your guidance and follow what feels good to you. Always. If it feels joyful for you, that's the right way. And what if they feel like unsure? No, this is something that I actually heard the other day. If you have like a role model or a hero or an inspiration, I want you to think about what would they say to me right now? No one ever, if they're really an inspiration, no one ever would be like, oh yeah, back down. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? If they're really an inspiration, if Denise is your inspiration, what would Denise say to you right now? Girl, just do it. If that's what she's saying, you know, she trusts enough that you're ready for this and that you can do this. So just go for it. I love it. One step at a time, you guys, or in Kim's case, all in. (laughs) And sometimes all in is is easier than one step at a time because you don't have that wishy-washiness or second guessing or having to wear two hats at once. You 
are actually just like full blown moving in the direction of your dreams. Mm, oh yeah. <laughs> I love Amazing. It. All right. So two last questions for you, because again, we know that as somebody who's a giver, you're pouring out your excitement, your love, your wisdom to your clients all day. What are some things that fill you up? What is one thing you do every day that you couldn't live without? Yoga. (laughs) Yoga. I'm like, if I'm feeling a little weird, I'm like, drop and give me child's pose. Like that's the number one. Um, also cooking a really good meal. I cook a lot and I think it, it keeps me sane. It really grounds me. It helps me take like about an hour or two out of my day to do something that's nourishing and like joyful for me. Yeah. Cooking and yoga. Awesome. I love it. Now you, before I ask the last question, you have a freebie for us. So you yeah. have a business guide. Can you tell us a bit about that? Oh my gosh. Yes. You guys, it's so good. It's um, my six figure business roadmap and you can get it at KimberlyLuck.com. Or if you want to just go straight there, sixfigurebossbitch.com slash freebie. And yeah, look forward to connecting with you guys there. Awesome. Yep. All the links will be in the show notes or description box below. Um, so you can grab a hold of that. And I know for me, someone coming from 13 years in network marketing and then looking to kind of expand and grow, I needed a roadmap. I did not know how to scale or how to create programs or how to start any of this stuff. And so having a roadmap and in like a, a business plan was something that was really helpful to me. So Kim, I think that's a really great resource for anybody who's looking to start their new business. So my last question is, are what are some books that have inspired you either in the past or something you're reading now that has been influential? Literally, we just finished this. I have a thing called Boss Bitch Book Club too. And we just finished reading The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. And that's been monumental for me. I also really, really love The Prophet by Khalil Gibran, which talks a lot about like work and how if it's not joyful, it's not worth doing. (laughs) And so those two books, I think, have really radically changed my life and my perspective on what it means to work. And like, it should be a joyful expression of who you are. Awesome. Well, I'll put those links in the in description box below as well. So Kim, thank you so much for your wisdom, your time, your heart. I can feel your energy and your excitement for what you're doing. You are living in your passion and you're making money and you're helping people do the same. That's like, that's freaking awesome. So <laughs> congratulations. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.